98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Kenny Hotjart. <clears throat> the headlines. The outgoing chief executive, Carrie Lam, says her term of government coincided with Hong Kong's most challenging period since the handover, but that she was handing in a report card with no regrets. Legislators have passed the government's bill to abolish the MP offsetting mechanism. From 2025, employers will no longer be allowed to use their mandatory contributions to workers' accounts to pay for redundancy and long-service payments. And rescuers found the body of a missing woman in her 50s at around 9 o'clock this morning near Bride's Pool in Taipo. The outgoing chief executive, Carrie Lam, says her term of government coincided with Hong Kong's most challenging period since the handover, but that she had overcome these difficulties and was handing in a report card with no regrets. Mrs Lam was speaking at her last question and answer session at LegCo, where she also thanked the central government and her family for helping her power through. She spoke through an interpreter. Uh, in the past five years, we have seen the biggest challenge uh, for the SAR since reunification. There was the, the five past five years were full of turbulence, but I remained undaunted. Uh, it is because I have a sense of mission. It is actually a historic mission. Although the public may have different um, uh, views of me, and uh, among members here, you may believe think that uh, there's room for improvement with the SL government that I lead, but I can say this to you. I believe I have delivered a report card that I am not ashamed of. Legislators have passed the government's bill to abolish the MP offsetting mechanism. From 2025, employers will no longer be allowed to use their mandatory contributions to workers' accounts to pay for redundancy and long-service payments. The bill was supported by 72 members, while five voted against and 12 abstained. Rescuers found the body of a missing woman at around 9 o'clock this morning near Bride's Pool in Taipo. The woman in her 50s was declared dead at the scene. Police received a report yesterday from a man saying that his hiking partner had slipped and fallen into a stream near the Dragon Ball waterfall at around noon. A red rainstorm warning was in force at the time. A patient's rights group says it's no surprise that Fudan University in Shanghai has become the first mainland institution to have its med medical degree recognised in Hong Kong. Yesterday, the government added another 23 institutions to an approved list allowing non-local graduates to work here. There are now 50 institutions on the list. Alex Lam from Hong Kong Patients' Voices told RTHK that Fudan University ranked around 70 to 80 in international rankings and had a high standard of teaching, but at the, that it remained to be seen whether its graduates would want to work here. It's not surprising that we have this university to be listed. But talking about the plan to recruit overseas doctors or mainland doctors coming to serve in Hong Kong for five years in the public sector before they can get the full registration, it is really a matter for the doctors, you know, graduating from this high standard medical school around the world to come to Hong Kong and serve in the public sector for five years before they, they get the registration. It is really a matter, a matter of a willingness whether they, they really want to come. Health authorities here reported 558 new COVID-19 cases yesterday, of which 63 were imported. Officials say 301 were PCR-confirmed infections following positive rapid tests. Health officials also th said there were 14 suspected cases of the BA 2.12.1 Omicron subvariant. 
President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russia has suffered heavy losses in the battle for the city of Severodonetsk in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. Earlier, the region's governor said Ukrainian fighters now only held the outskirts of the city. President Zelensky was speaking in his nightly address. Severodonetsk remains the centre of the confrontation in Donbass. We are defending our positions and inflicting significant losses on the enemy. This is a very fierce battle, a very difficult one, probably the most difficult of the war. I am grateful to everyone defending. In many ways, the fate of our Donbass is being decided there. The United Nations Secretary-General has warned that the war in Ukraine threatens to unleash an unprecedented wave of hunger and destitution around the world. Antonio Guterres said its impact on food security, energy and finance was severe and speeding up. He said Russia's offensive had to end to stop what he called the gathering storm. Rebecca Greenspan is a senior UN official. Higher energy costs and trade restrictions on the fertilizer supply from the Black Sea region have resulted in fertilizer prices rising even faster than food prices. If the war continues into the next planting season, the present crisis could extend to other basic foods, such as rice, that will affect billions more people. The Board of Governors at the United Nations nuclear watchdog, the IAEA, has adopted a resolution formally criticising Iran for failing to cooperate. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more details. The motion of censure against Iran by the IAEA was voted through overwhelmingly by the organization's Board of Governors. It specifically criticised Tehran for failing to explain uranium traces found at three undeclared sites. The issue has been the latest flashpoint between the nuclear watchdog and Tehran. It may yet be resolved. But just hours earlier, Iran said it had removed two surveillance cameras put in place by the IAEA to monitor a nuclear facility. The US, U.S. House of Representatives has approved a series of measures aimed at regulating the sale of guns, including raising the permissible age for purchasing semi-automatic rifles. The result of the vote was announced by the Democratic House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi. On this vote, the yeas are 223, the nays are 204. The bill is passed. Without objection, a motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. The proposals don't have the 60 votes they'd need for approval in the Senate and hence are likely to go nowhere. A cross-party group of senators is working on a narrower set of controls, including a limited expansion of background checks. The moves come after a spate of mass shootings. President Biden has inaugurated the ninth summit of the Americas in Los Angeles by saying democracy is under assault around the world, but is the essential ingredient to the future of the Western Hemisphere. Mr Biden set out what he hoped it would achieve. At this summit, we have an opportunity for us to come together around some bold ideas, ambitious actions, and to demonstrate to our people the incredible power of democracies to deliver concrete benefits and make life better for everyone, everyone. Mr Biden outlined a new continental economic partnership which he said would reduce regional inequity, make supply chains more secure and tackle the climate crisis. 
The gathering has been overshadowed by arguments about the guest list. The leaders of Mexico and several other countries are staying away, sending only ministers because Washington wouldn't invite the left-wing leaders of Cuba, Venezuela and Nicaragua. British prosecutors have authorised sexual assault charges against the former Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. The alleged offences took place in London 26 years ago. BBC's Sean Dilley reports. These latest allegations are unrelated to historical offences for which Harvey Weinstein is serving a 23-year sentence in the United States. The Crown Prosecution Service has authorised the Metropolitan Police to charge the former Hollywood producer with two offences of indecent assault allegedly against a woman in London in 1996. She is now in her 50s. From today, Thailand is legalising the cultivation of marijuana and will move from having some of the world's strictest laws on the drug use to some of the more liberal. It will be permissible to use marijuana for medical and therapeutic purposes, but not recreational ones. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Head. This striking change in a country with some of the world's harshest laws for drug use has been driven by two factors. First, the aim of exploiting the growing international market for health treatments using cannabis products. And second, to try to ease congestion in the country's overcrowded prisons, most of the inmates incarcerated for drug offences. With the enactment of the new law, more than 4,000 prisoners are expected to be freed in the next few weeks. In finance, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,948, 60 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $91 billion. The US dollar is trading at 134.06 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 7 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 83 cents. To sport. And Jalen Brown scored 27. Jason Tatum added 26. And Marcus Smart had 24 to propel the Boston Celtics to a 116-100 victory over the Golden State Warriors and a 2-1 lead in the best-of-seven NBA Finals. The Celtics, who led by as many as 18 in the first half at TD Garden, weathered another third-quarter surge from the Warriors, who briefly took a one-point lead only for Boston to pull away late for the convincing win. The Celtics, seeking a record 18th NBA title, host Game 4 on Friday. In football's UEFA Nations League, there were wins for the Netherlands, Belgium, Scotland and Ukraine. More details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. The Netherlands made it two wins out of two and they lead Group A4 following a 2-1 success away to Wales. Wout Weghorst scored the winner for the Dutch team in the fourth minute of added time. Also in that group, Belgium hammered Poland 6-1. Scotland, Ukraine and Armenia are all on three points in Group B4. Armenia have played one game more. They lost 2-0 to Scotland, who got off to a winning start. So too did Ukraine, 1-0 winners away to the Republic of Ireland. The trial of the former FIFA president Sepp Blatter and the former head of UEFA Michel Platini on corruption charges was delayed after news that Blatter was unwell, uh, too unwell to take the stand. The BBC's Alex Capstick has more on the court hearing in Switzerland. When the former all-powerful president of FIFA arrived at court in the southern Swiss city of Bellinzona, he was seemingly in good spirits telling reporters he had done nothing illegal. But as the 86-year-old began his eagerly awaited testimony, he complained of breathing difficulties, which meant he couldn't talk properly. He'll try again tomorrow. 
He's accused of authorizing an unlawful payment of just over two million dollars in 2011 to Michel Platini, who was then head of European football's governing body UEFA. At the time, Mr. Blatter was campaigning for re-election. They claimed they'd made a legitimate verbal agreement for consultancy work carried out by Mr. Platini between 1998 and 2002. The investigation by the Swiss authorities began in 2015, but FIFA's own inquiry resulted in both men being suspended from football. The trial is expected to last two weeks, with a verdict slated for July the 8th. India's Mitali Raj has announced her retirement from international cricket. The 39-year-old retires as the all-time leading run scorer in women's one-day internationals with 7,805 runs. She remains India's highest run scorer in women's T20 internationals, having retired from that format in 2019. The former India bowler Snehal Pradhan paid this tribute. She was the one providing that visibility with so many、um, ceiling-breaking performances. I mean, an ODI hundred on debut at the age of 16, a double century, the highest Test score at the time at the age of 19, leading India to our first Women's World Cup final in 2005, very new into her captaincy career. These are the things that really kept women's cricket in popular conversation in India at a time where very little cricket was televised and there wasn't as much、uh, coverage given. To the sport in、uh, mainstream media, either the six-time major champion Phil Mickelson says he deserves a place on the PGA Tour, despite his decision to join the Breakaway LIV Golf Invitational. The new Saudi-funded event gets underway today at the Centurion Club near London. I've received a lot from the PGA Tour. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for everything. The PGA Tour and the game of golf has provided for me and my family. I've also worked really hard to contribute and try to build and add value to the tour during my time there. And I worked really hard to earn a lifetime exemption. And、um, I don't want to give that up. I don't believe I should have to. And the weather: cloudy with occasional showers. The rain will be heavy at times with squally thunderstorms. Current temperature is 25 degrees Celsius with humidity of 93 percent. To end the news, the top stories once again. The outgoing chief executive Carrie Lam says her term of government coincided with Hong Kong's most challenging period since the handover, but that she was handing in a report card with no regrets. Legislators have passed the government's bill to abolish, abolish the MP offsetting mechanism. From 2025, employers will no longer be allowed to use their mandatory contributions to workers' accounts to pay for redundancy and long-service payments. And rescuers found the body of a missing woman in her 50s at around nine o'clock this morning near Bride's Pool in Tai Po. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. And today after 2 p.m., Christy and Yuki join me for Chinwag. This week, the dynamic duo look at slashing. Hmm. The term slashing actually refers to one person with multiple careers, and it's not got anything to do with a Hollywood horror movie, okay? So we'll find out a little bit more from them about slashing. And after 2.30, Andrew Dembina is artsing around as he joins me for the latest local and global updates on the art scene. You can catch up on some of the photographs he's going to be talking about today on my Facebook page, Sadio's money on our Radio 3 RTHK. That is all coming up soon. And I've got a few little tidbits coming up between now and two o'clock. For once in my life, I have someone who needs me, someone I've needed so long. For once unafraid, I can go where life leads me, and somehow I know I'll be strong. For once, I can touch what my heart used to dream of long before I knew someone warm. 